Welcome to season two of Wild Soul Conversations. I'm your host, Brittany. I believe our stories are powerful and can impact the world around us. On this season of Wild Soul Conversations, we will be changing it up a bit. You will still be hearing from a variety of women as they share their stories, but we will have a larger focus on mental health in this season. As we dive into these women's stories, you will be hearing how they endured hard seasons, experienced breakthroughs, how God showed up for them, and much more. My hope is through these conversations, you will be encouraged and know that you aren't alone. So grab your coffee or your tea and let's start the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Wild Soul Conversations. Today we have Mercy on the show. She currently lives in Redding, California. I'm really excited to have her on the show today. We're going to be talking all about comparison. Yeah, comparison is just a big killer. So yeah, (laughs) I'm really excited for this conversation. So welcome Mercy to the show. Hello, everyone. She just got back from the gym. So she's probably amped up on life. I did. Yes. (laughs) So many, my adrenaline is so up. Yeah. (laughs) So why don't you, uh, yeah, just let us know a little bit more about yourself uh, for those listeners who may not know who you are. Uh, Yeah, just give us a brief introduction. Like Brittany said, my name is Mercy and her and I met, I think like two years ago now, um, standing in line (laughs) on a very momentous day. Yeah, our first year starting BSSM. And yeah, before that, I had worked as a a therapist for about two and a half years before I came to move to Reading. And um, I went to college for psychology and family and human services, which most people would know as social work. And I come from a very big, blended, diverse family. And yeah, I'm about 29 years old. It's so weird to say. I still think I'm like 25, 27 in my mind. I have to like (laughs) stop whatever. Someone's like, how old are you? I'm like, uh, 20, 20, no, 29. It just goes like so fast. (laughs) You're still a youngin. (laughs) I, I know, I know. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. (laughs) That's a good recap, a little bit of your background. Yeah, it's, it's very generic and not like too much, but (laughs) yeah. Well, love it. Well, thanks for sharing. And okay, so I have just like some random questions to get started. Um, Yeah, of course. This first one is a bit funny, but if you could grab coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Like, is there anyone that comes to mind? Honestly, the first person that probably comes to mind is probably going to be, I don't know if anybody would know her, but Maria Woodworth Eder. She was an amazing prophetess, woman of God, God's general. And I just like, there's just a couple of things that I'm just like, one, I'd like to pick her brain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was also someone that struggled with a lot of comparison in her life. Yeah, I just liked how the Lord used her, even though she was like 5'1". I'm about 5'1". Five, five. Wow. Most people think I'm like 4'11", but like, I'm about 5'1". <laughs> And she has the tiniest hands, and Does I have she? really tiny hands. Wow. And 
that was one thing people would always comment on her, like how small her hands were, but they were so powerful. And uh, that's something I'm just like, I honor and admire in her. So that's pretty funny. But that's so funny. There's lots of similarities. Her. Yes, same, exactly. Same hand size <laughs> and same height. Yes. <laughs> so you must yes. have Googled some more pictures of her. I do remember reading about her in first year. We had that book, right? I think yes, and God's it generals. mentioned that. And, uh, yeah, oh, yep, okay. yeah. That's so funny. Well, I don't remember that part, but clearly <laughs> you did because you're like, wow, we're the same height. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. I love yeah. it. There's so many yeah. like amazing past revivalists that would be really cool to sit down and learn from. Yes. And then what about pet peeves? What is your biggest pet peeve, Mercy? Oh my gosh, the list is so long. Um, <laughs> one but- <laughs> in particular that comes off the top of your head. <laughs> my current one is because I've been binging Netflix because it's summer and, you know, um, is in movies. You know how when they always give a drink to someone and it's not full. I think it's the fakest thing ever and it bothers me so much. Like you could have just put cold water in there. Like I know right. that cup has nothing in it and it really bothers me so much. I it, Sometimes I'm like, this is the worst movie ever after seeing that scene. Like whoever's in the movie industry, listen to me. You can, you can just hear how much irritation I have for it. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. You picked that out because Ugh. like for me, I've been on like a lot of different sets, like being in the industry before and like, uh-huh. it's always fake wine or, uh-huh. you know, like grape juice or something like that. And so I'm like, Oh, I know it's not real wine. They're drinking the grape juice today. <laughs> Or whatever, right? I'm like, oh, but that's so funny you picked that out. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, and it's always in a generic coffee cup with the black lid. I'm like, no, you fakers, okay? <laughs> well, you should be like their next set designer. <laughs> I honestly, I volunteer tribute. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, we're voting for Mercy. <laughs> yes. All yes. right, and then what's um one interesting thing about yourself that you would love to share? Hmm, one interesting thing about myself is that I skipped the fifth grade. Yeah, oh. I skipped fifth grade. My parents have been trying to get me to, or had wanted me to skip a grade um, for multiple years since I was in first grade. Okay. Um, and then finally, like, it was the weirdest thing. I get to class, I'm in fourth grade, right? We had a mixed class. It was fourth and fifth grade class. Mm-hmm. And um, one day my teacher comes up to me. She's like, now you're in the fifth grade. Oh. I think it was like spring term. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I know. Why did they want you to skip? Like, were you just like um, too smart? That I'm hoping, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Mercy, you're just like way above the game here. <laughs> yeah, they just, it was my smart. No, I was adopted. And when I was adopted, I was eight years old. And so I had to start first grade when I was eight. So that puts me about back about in, I'm from America. So about two years behind everyone else. And so they had wanted me to skip a grade because I really, well, yeah, I'd caught up a lot better than they thought I would. And so that's why they were like, they kept wanting to do it. And then finally in fifth grade, they were like, we think this is the right time. So yeah, I didn't know I went home. I was like, yeah, my teacher told me I'm in fifth grade now. And my parents were like, these are the things I wish they would have told me about because I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. 
you know you're like a child like what oh I'm in fifth grade now okay (laughs) yeah yeah so that's an interesting story there yeah yeah okay so now well obviously then you caught up and then graduated with the the same people then you moved forward with yes I took a year off before college and so I was back where I started two years behind everyone so (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes having that year break right it's kind of nice and then figure out what you want to do I definitely needed that year (laughs) why don't you share how comparison affects you today in your everyday life yeah back in the day it definitely used to be something I really struggled with but just my journey with the Lord I've come to the place where I've really started to recognize and walk in my own individuality Mm -hmm. yeah but I think for me comparison stems from a lot of different things like I had mentioned before I was adopted and my family I'm African and my family was white and so it just from my childhood like my first seven six years of my life was very different I had to grow up really fast and I became like a caretaker for my younger brother at a very young age and then getting moved into a nuclear family you know there's a lot of comparison there because I had was already so steadfast in my identity, very like strong-willed child. Mm-hmm. And yeah, moving into my new family, like I really used to compare myself a lot to my sister. You know, she was definitely like the oldest. I was the second oldest. She was the golden okay. child, you know. Yeah. I am very curvy. She's like a stick, you know, size zero, zero. I was probably okay. like, you know, size eight and I'm sure she's tall. And so there were all these comparisons that, you know, not just in the outside world, but also in my own family that I had to deal with. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where it stemmed for me a lot. And yeah, and then even in my dating life, and then even in my friendship, and my good friend comparing my friendships that I had with my friends with other friends, Mm -hmm. and am I a good girlfriend comparing my relationships with other people's relationships? Yeah. And for me, it just became like such a cycle that led to so much dissatisfaction and depression. I really do believe and I think it's something the Lord has helped me to really recognize when I'm starting to fall back into comparison. I'll just start Mm -hmm. to hear this phrase, comparison is the thief of joy. And it really is like whenever I I realize I'm starting to compare my life to where I see other people are. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, like that has been something I still have to deal with at times, you know, like comparing myself to where I am in life. You know, I'm about to be 30 and I don't have I'm single. I don't have a house. I you know, I'm back to working a minimum wage job when I you know, was making fairly decent money. And I think Instagram is the biggest component of comparison. Oh man. Yeah. Don't even get me started on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think think it's nice to sometimes take a break from it. Right. Oh gosh. Yes. Have you done that yourself? Yeah. I do that all the time. And what I've learned and what has helped me is I will not have any like on social media on my phone. Now I have an iPad. And so I'll just put like it on my iPad. Like I only have like Instagram and Pinterest. I'll put that on my iPad. And I found that that has really helped me to be in tune with the world. 
and to be happy with my life, you know, because I was in this cycle of waking up, going on Instagram, scrolling, 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 seeing all these like pick and white fences, perfect families, you know, smiling brides. And I'm over here like, I'm going to school. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm not married yet. All these things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was just a constant reminder of you don't have this, you know? Yeah, totally. And, um, and so, yeah. So that was just like such a big cycle that I got really stuck in. And mm. honestly, it took me coming to BSM and having the Lord work on a lot of these things mm. for me to get free from it. Um, right. So. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like just your last couple of years. And I know that like in church environments too, like comparison can become a factor, right? Because that was something that I dealt with when I only went to first year, as Marcy said, but um, you're in an environment with all these amazing people from all over the world, right? And everyone's so gifted and so talented and brings so much because, you know, as sons and daughters, God has placed so much, right? But um, I know for you, you were saying in that environment too, and just, you know, God was doing so much, but that was something that came into play for you. So how did you navigate that all? And um, like you said, just that healing journey of when that did come up, like, yeah, what did you do in those moments? Everything you said, I totally agree with. Like, I love BSSM, but it's definitely an environment where the Lord squeezes you and everything that is not of him, of him like has to come out you yeah. know and he sheds light to every single thing in your life and if you're not ready to deal with it it's gonna look like an ink blot on white paper <laughs> you know <laughs> I totally and, agree <laughs> yeah like um you know things that you didn't even aware were there like he shines a light on it and you're like oh my gosh like yeah, yeah I thought it was a happy honky do go dory like nice never deal with anger all these things comparison like person and it's like oh my gosh what the heck yeah right. like but he does so, it like such an a sometimes like a gentle way you know like he's like oh, yeah. why don't you give that to me you know and yeah um, yes, yes, I'm sure yeah. other people in the environment maybe don't deal with comparison but I think yeah for me and you when we've chatted right that's been something that's come up for us yeah, for sure. I think my first year with the overarching thing was his loving, his tender mercies and loving kindness leads us to repent. Mm -hmm. You know, he like, God is so kind and so merciful and so compassionate and so sympathetic to us that, yeah. you know, like when he's bringing these things up, you feel like it's just like being petted by the Lord, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. In that love, you're like, ah, yeah, I'm worth so much more than this. Totally. I'm, I don't deserve to be doing this. You know, that isn't a part of my identity. I don't have to compare. I am enough, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I, I feel like, sorry, go on. Oh, no, go on. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I feel like one of the biggest ways the Lord helped me to deal with my areas of comparison mm -hmm. is... Um, affirmations like I know affirmations oh, good. some people may like you know shrug their shoulders at it shun it but I really believe like our words really do impact us and our souls or spirits and our minds like bitterness and words of comparison of 
oh my gosh, I'm so fat and not as pretty as you, you know, like that's speaking death over ourselves and it's killing parts of ourselves. And so what he would do is like, he'd wake me up and he'd be like, okay, Mercy, like what's one thing you love about yourself today? And sometimes it'd take me like five minutes to come up with something and I, and I just start worshiping and I'd be like, Mm -hmm. um, I can worship you. You know, I love you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but you're like, I'm having a hard time loving myself. Yes. 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 And, um, comparing myself to other people. And so it was like a daily thing, right? Like just renewing your mind. Like when you think of that thought, like right away, like, okay, no, I'm going to believe the truth. Yes. Um, it just, and then I, I, um, one thing, like I was in a Leslie Crandall class, who's an amazing woman of God. And I always say Brittany reminds me of her so much, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why people say that. I think I've gotten that so many times. I'm like, do I look like her? I don't think so, but (laughs) (laughs) you look like her, you act like her. It's amazing. It's a compliment. Um, but she leaves a class here. And, um, one of the things she says is she said, start a God journal. And in that, one of the things the Lord asked me to do is act to ask me what he thinks of me. And Mm. and so I had a a whole list of like things he loves about me and things he says about me. Mm. And so out of that, I started to create a list of affirmations that I could say over myself. Yeah, um, like sure. I'm worthy of love. Like, and it would be specific things too in areas where I would feel insecure or I had been comparing myself. Um, yeah, like, like you said, right? Like the singleness or comparing yourself to other women, body image stuff. Exactly. And just like, you know, like one of them was like, you're adequate. You know, I am enough. Like you don't yeah. need to add or do anything to be enough. And I feel like one thing that I was felt like is in my friendships, like I would have to perform for oh, them to love okay. me. Like I'm such a giver by nature. That's how God's made me. Like I'm very generous. I love yeah. to give to my friends, but you know, there would be times where I felt like I was always giving, but I was never mm. receiving, you know, and um, mm. I'm such a words of affirmation person. So mm. it'd always be like giving out words of love. And then like my love tank would be so low and then I get frustrated uh, and be like, I have no good friends because, you know, because <laughs> you're not getting you know? that love language in return. Like, you know, just those little like amazing, you know, little notes or words of encouragement that we need as friends. Right. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever do a sozo that helped you with this process as well? Or do you just do like, you know, little sozos on yourself? <laughs> I think this is really bad. I don't say it. I mean, I was a therapist. (laughs) So a lot of the tools that I use on my clients, I definitely use for myself. So I would recommend doing a sozo or bring a Christian therapist in the midst of all of this, if Mm -hmm. you can. But I think my greatest therapist was the Lord. And I Mm -hmm. think I had so much grace in dealing with a lot of this and being in this environment. You know, such a rich, healthy, Holy Spirit filled environment. And so I think like dealing with that here was good. I think when I was back home, though, I was seeing a therapist. And when I was still really struggling with comparison, because I hated my life, I was suicidal, I was depressed. And Mm -hmm. yeah, there was a lot of comparison. All my good, good friends at the time 
mm-hmm. were in like um, long-term relationships and they were moving on with their lives and I was just working and I was mm-hmm. giving so much to my clients and I you know I was comparing where I was in life and yeah. what I was doing and uh, my therapist really helped me to recognize that one like I was very unhappy with my life and two that you know, I had autonomy that I could change mm-hmm. things. And so I started to, I started to even back home, like do little things that made me happy. I started doing art again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so helpful to like have things that, you know, bring you joy, right? Like yes, whether yeah. it's like a self-care routine or so you, so you were starting to do art. Yeah. So I started to do art and then I started to do things that I wanted to do to improve my life. Like I wanted to go back to school. And so she was just helping me with things like that on like the practical level. And that's how I ended up at DSSM is I just knew that I needed to make a change. I was unhappy. And if I wanted to be happy in myself, I needed to like do something about it. I couldn't just sit in that place forever. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. Well, and I've been in, you know, places like that too. Like, I think the last year was a big struggle for me because, you know, mm-hmm. I can relate as well to you, Mercy, like, okay, I'm this age now. I'm not married. Yeah. Uh, I had to deal with like a lot of disappointments because I was supposed yeah. to go back to second year, you know, all these things. Yeah. But it's just, again, like coming back to that place of truth and what God says over you and also mm-hmm. reminding yourself of those prophetic words. Like, I don't know if that's helped you as well. And I was going to yeah. say too, uh, remember in a loving yourself, that course in first mm-hmm. year with Abby, I don't know if you, mm-hmm. did you take that one? I didn't take it. Okay. Well, there was this exercise and uh-huh. she basically said, stand in the mirror naked mm-hmm. and literally like touch each body part <laughs> or like the ones that you're like not a big fan of and just like I love you arm and she just like had like this funny way of going about it <laughs> but I think it's like it's so powerful you know and like if it is a body image issue right I think it's amazing that through your journey you were able to you know sit down with the Lord and get therapy when you needed it mm-hmm. also you know turn off social media right I think it's yeah. a factor um, yeah. what other tools and resources would you say that would be something that helped you or you would recommend for others like on this topic? I think one of the biggest things is the enemy has authority and control over our lives and we're hiding in shame and in comparison. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things for me is to be honest with friends like you and just tell them what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Because once you actually verbalize it, the, the lies that you're believing, the areas of comparison that you're having, Of course, your friend's not going to be like, yeah, you are to always compare, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, like, you're so amazing. Like, why would you think that about you? And I feel like sometimes that neutralizes the the voice of the enemy in your head. Like, you're not good enough. Or so I think like inviting people that you trust into that story, which is such a, a, a place of vulnerability, but it's still needed because we as women were such pack animals and we cannot do things on our own. And no. and I know for me, like healing the wounds, even though I compared myself to women, and I, I think it also came from a subliminal uh, thing of, of wounding to my past with women and okay. allowing myself to heal and actually change and rewire my brain by hanging out with women. It started to re 
Wire. I don't know where I read this, wow. but I was reading or listening to someone on YouTube and they were saying that when we go through trauma or when we deal with hard things yeah. or when we go through a bad breakup and we don't change that in our brain, like that's why a lot of people are like, all men are this or all women are this or, right. my, you, you know, X, Yeah, because it's coming from because, a place of pain. Yeah, and it's been hardwired into your brain. But something we do is exposure therapy. Why it's so good is when you train your brain to actually hang out with people, the place of trauma in your life, it actually rewires your brain. And so I started to hang out with women who love themselves and spoke words of life over me where I started at first was so uncomfortable, like having friends were like, Oh my gosh, Marcy, you're so amazing. I love this about you. You're like, like, this is so foreign. Yeah. And you're lying to me. Like it makes me even more suspicious. Like you, like, Mm. why are you being so fake? You know? Did you find that there was a moment where it just kind of like clicked that you're like, okay, I feel like I'm healed now from this. Yeah. Like as I started to allow women in my life that, you know, were in a healthy place, Mm -hmm. I started to see like, oh my gosh, like I have people examples that I can look up to and listening to their words of truth. I actually started to believe it about myself really helped me to you know, start to believe them. And I would do wake up in the morning and I'd say five affirmations. Now today, I probably don't do it as often as I used to because I had to do it honestly for a whole year, like every day, like religiously wake up. And it was like five to 10, you know, and then also too, I would look in the mirror and I would smile at myself. And I think that's something that I would do often is avoid mirrors, like all the time. And now it's like, after I'd brush my, yeah, like even brush my teeth, I would barely look at myself, you know, and oh, I, and because wow. it's just like, ah, I don't want to see that, you know, For sure. like, I'm not good enough, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's why I was saying back to Abby, like she does that exercise, right? Cause it's like, yeah. okay, like just look at yourself in the mirror, like naked and like actually speak life over, sorry, my voice all of a sudden <laughs> actually speak <laughs> life over, you know, each body part that you might hate. Yes. Right? I think you told me that honestly. And I've done that sometimes. Like I don't do naked, but I'll do it in my bra <laughs> undies. And, you know, and I, I might play with my little tummy roll and be like, you are so cute. <laughs> right just be like you were created in god's image (laughs) yeah we can be our worst critic right like i i always i don't know where i heard this from but it was probably from one of the bethel speakers but um Mm -hmm. like when we speak death over ourselves, we're like telling god like you didn't do a good enough job you know Mm -hmm. and we're his masterpiece right and when i thought of that i was like oh that's a good reminder you know, like yeah. we're perfect in God's image and, you know, all these things were, were so valuable and enough, more than enough. Right. So let's, yeah, yeah. wow. That's such an amazing just process and journey. And I know that you mentioned it really affected your mental health and you were dealing with depression, um, yeah. suicidal thoughts. Was that prior to BSSM? Did you say? Yeah, that was um, definitely prior to BSSM. And not just comparison. I think there's a whole slew of things going on, but that mm-hmm. 
didn't help anything at all. Yeah, I think like allowing the Lord to heal me. There was a moment that I had this crazy God encounter where I was in a bathroom. I'd gone to a party. The Lord just showed up to me in my bathroom at a time where I was like, God, I need you. I was just so Mm -hmm. broken inside and I just felt like death inside. I don't know how to explain it. Like nothing made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't find joy in anything. And mm-hmm. um, Jesus just like showed up to me and he entered my body. And I, even at that time, I'd been compared, like um, afraid of my salvation. Like, am I actually saved? you know, because okay. when he showed up to me, he like looked at me and paused for a minute and then he entered my body. And I think dealing wow. with comparison, that's something I've, I go back to sometimes. I'm like, okay. If Holy Spirit is living in me, then I have like the living God within me. Like I am crazy to not love me, you know? Right. I know. It's just that that perspective shift. Yes. Yeah. And he's so amazing. And the fact that he chose to come and live in me, like Mm -hmm. that says something like every time I start to struggle with that, Mm -hmm. I think I have to be honest with myself and honest Mm -hmm. with him. Like, mm-hmm. I think last year, I, I I had an amazing time in first year. Oh, yeah. my gosh, so much joy and crazy encounters. And have <laughs> I have not bet. laughed. I remember that. some of them. <laughs> yes. At one time with Kara. Oh, Multiple of them happened at your house. So, you know. Oh, yes. There was a lot. <laughs> your house I is love definitely it. an amazing place to be. But I think mm-hmm. even at the end of that year, I'd love being like, God, like, I want to know you on a deeper level because I felt like mm-hmm. I knew him, but I couldn't be honest and real with him. Mm-hmm. So that meant I couldn't be honest and real with myself. And I feel right. like second year was definitely what I dealt with a lot with. And I've learned that mm-hmm. everything I, I'm struggling with, I can go to him. Like yeah. recently I've been struggling with wanting to eat everything in sight and recognizing like that's mm-hmm. something I've dealt with my whole life of just like eating to cope and eating for comfort you know and Mm -hmm. honestly I'm a really healthy eater but then there will be one week where I'm like I do not care I'm lactose intolerant but I'm gonna eat everything and yes I'm gonna pay for it in four hours but right now this tastes good so (laughs) just give me the tub of ice cream (laughs) yes give me the tub of ice cream and uh you know, just even the little things of like, God, like, ah, I like, I'm really struggling with this. Like what's going on inside mm-hmm. of me? He knows everything. You know, mm-hmm. why am I all of a sudden like craving all these things or like, God, like I had a really bad day at work, like, you know, mm-hmm. or God, I, I started comparing myself, you know, I saw this amazing, beautiful couple, like God, one of my friends is engaged and they're having a baby. Like, what are you, what's going on, you know, yeah. with us, like. Like everything, I've really learned to just go to him and just be honest. Like, God, I'm angry that I'm still single or God, I'm sad that I'm still single, you know, have brought him to a place in every situation. And every time, like, um, I've never left feeling like condemnation. I always feel more of his love just come and flood in and love on me. And again, tell me that I'm beautiful, that I'm enough. That yeah. I'm accepted and that I'm worthy of love, you know, totally. things that I always imagined and, and wanted a man to say, but now I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, God, like you can say that. And I know it's true. 
And I know that and I can believe that about myself. For sure. Yeah. And like you said, you know, checking in with yourself weekly and how your heart's doing and getting that affirmation first from Papa, right? Um, what would you, what would you tell others who are currently dealing with comparison right now? I would say that first and foremost, like, you know, like you're okay, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you and talk to the Lord about it and buy a friend or someone you trust into that area and, you know, find something that you love to do that you are good at, that you see the people around you are not the best at I know that sounds weird like I love to dance um and that was my area of like I know I can dance I know I can out dance anyone here any of my friends any of my family (laughs) you know so I held on you can break it down (laughs) I love to break it down yes (laughs) um and then going to the Lord and asking the Lord God what do you love about me because Mm -hmm. getting that identity piece is going to be what sustains you when mm-hmm. you get rejected, when, you know, you don't get the job that you want, when, you know, your partner lets you down, when your kids are saying they hate you, you know, yeah. like knowing what God says about you is going to sustain you for sure than, than anything. So I'd say get close to the Lord. And if you don't know how to do that, like mm-hmm. ask a mentor, someone who you admire in the faith that's mm-hmm. in your life right now and, and talk to them about it. Be mm-hmm. vulnerable. Vulnerability is brings so much breakthrough. For sure. So, yeah. And like you yeah. said too, right. It brings the shame to light. Cause when you're in community, yes, yeah. you're doing life with others, yeah, yeah yes, just being yeah. real and that ends yes. up fading away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. So, Wow, man, I could just talk to you about all these things for so long. <laughs> I know no. we're coming to an end uh, end no. here, but um, is there any like final words that you would want to share about this topic or any other tools or books that you would recommend? BSSM plug. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, like, go there now. <laughs> come spend two years of your life in this place. No, um, I would say Haley Braun is a, is a woman that I really look up to. I would say listen to anything that she's doing that she's on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's a really good person. And then another book that helped me is an older book. I don't know the author's name, but Captivating was a really good book. And um, Oh, I yeah, I've heard of that book before. Yes, um, it really just talks about how the enemy pretty much lies to all of us mm-hmm. about us as women and what his plan has been all along about women. Mm-hmm. And then any book by Carrie Lloyd would be good. I think she's amazing. I think Carrie person, Lloyd. Carrie Lloyd. Um, okay. She, is she from Bethel? Yeah, she is from Bethel, but I, I don't think she's under them anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like, I love her. I love what she has to say and yeah, it's just so good. Awesome. Well, those are some, yeah, good books. Actually, I just looked up here captivating and is that by Stacy Elridge? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That book. Yeah. I actually have it in my audible here and I haven't read it yet. So I guess I yes. should get on that. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. For those resources. Um, yeah. I would love for you to just pray for our listeners today. Um, you yeah. know, everyone's 
you know, whether they're dealing with comparison right now, or maybe they're, you know, dealing with um, other struggles, whatever it may be, I would love, yeah, for you to pray for them today, if you can. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Father God, for who you are, Lord. And Father, I just pray that for any woman, boy, man, that's girl that's going to be listening back to this, God, I just pray that your voice would shine through that every lie that the enemy has come against them with the with comparison, with self-hatred, with depression, with anxiety, with fear. Lord, I just pray that you would break through God. And Father, I pray that you would that you would speak words of life over them. Father, I release your peace. I release the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, over every listener that's listening. And God, I just pray that you would teach them and um, hold them under the shadow of your weight. God, I pray that they would recognize that you are the one who knit them together in their mother's womb, that you chose out the very skin color that they would have, the very eye color that they would have, the very height that they would be, and you looked at them and said, you are good. You are my good and perfect child, and I love you, and I'm so proud of you, and I made you for a purpose, for a destiny, and I'm so delighted in who you are, and there is nothing that could keep me from you. I pursue you in the day-to-day. You are beautiful, you are beautiful, and you are loved by me. God, I pray that you would penetrate them with your love. I pray that your compassion would lead them to a greater understanding of, of, of who you are. I pray for your sympathy and your grace, God, would, would shower them. I pray that there would be such a tenderizing happening in their hearts, God, even as they listen to this um, this podcast, God, that their hearts would be transformed, that their minds would be renewed. I thank you so much for Brittany, God, and the calling you have on her life. I honor the gifts and talents that you've given her, and I just bless this channel, and I pray that you would continue to use it for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. That was such a sweet prayer. I was like, soaking it in over here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Marcy, for taking the time Um, to come on and chat about this important subject comparison. I know that we all deal with it at times. I definitely have. Mm -hmm. And thank you just so much for being vulnerable. And I just wanted to say, like, is there anywhere that people can get in contact with you if they do you want to reach out and hear more, you know, maybe more about your story and different aspects or have any questions? Are you on social media right now? Yeah, I do have an Instagram when I'm on it. Um, okay. I would say contact with me there, Mercy Elizabeth. Um, I don't know if you can put in the link I, or wherever. I would yeah, say I that's totally the best that. place to just contact with me okay. there. Um, I'm starting to get back into um sozo and i i didn't even touch on that sozo and counseling so we'll see what happens with that but Ooh, yeah i didn't know I this definitely, yes i'll definitely keep you updated when that i get started in all of that and yeah 
So awesome. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause did you take Sozo training as well? And yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did Sozo. And let me just say that that brought on a lot of healing as well. So Oh yeah. yeah. I love Sozo. It's so transformational. Yes. So it's definitely weird. get in contact with Mercy, hit her up on yes. Instagram. Yes. <laughs> well, do. thank you so much again, Mercy. And thank um, you, Brittany. Yeah, thanks so much for everyone for tuning in to today's episode with Mercy Barnes. You are definitely in for a treat for more episodes to come. Um, feel free to subscribe to this podcast or um, share this episode with your friends. We are so glad that you are here today and know that you aren't alone. Jesus is walking with you every step of the way. You are so valuable. You are more than enough. And don't let yeah. comparison yeah, you know, get in the way of that. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, guys, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Mercy. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.